We're delving deeper into the world of mining and engineering. From the coalface with Martin Creamer on AM Live. Indeed, it's that time again on a Friday when AM Live presents another update from the coalface with Martin Creamer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. Good morning, Martin. Morning, Sakina. So, Martin, black controlled company uh, Takadu is building a 200 million rand nickel beneficiation plant as part of its second major initiative in as many months. Yeah, keep your eye on Takada. It's just popped up. It's uh, black lead. It's uh, headed by Ruli Taseko. He's uh, Soweto-born, only 33 years old, <laughs> already done two big deals. The second one really fascinates me, and this is the 200 million nickel beneficiation plant, which he's doing together with Lonman. So this man is bright. <laughs> he sees possibilities there in the technical arena, because we know that uh, you know the, the lithium battery, the lithium-ion batteries are really hitting the high spots now, and that's as a result of another South African, Elon Musk in America, pushing this electric car using lithium-ion batteries. But Ruli Deseka was quick to latch onto that, find out, you know, what goes into these sort of batteries, <laughs> what do they need? And, of course, he's found out that they need purified high-grade nickel sulfate. So where do you get that nickel sulfate? You find that Lonman is just wasting this in one of its streams, you know, and so he's come along and said, look, let me do a study on this. He's got Mintech involved, the state uh, research body, come up with a, a business plan. He's deep into a bankability feasibility now, you know, should be completed by the middle of next year to capture that very valuable nickel sulfate stream that was going to waste, purify it and sell it into the markets. Well, he's also discovered, done a good market research. It's got to go to into Japan. It's got to go into Korea, China. This is where the capacity is to build these lithium batteries. And, you know, Bob could be his uncle. Because uh, this is the second big deal he's done <laughs> in two months. Uh, uh, you know, last month we heard that uh, he had uh, uh, bought 26% of Chrome Tech for 52 million, and Chrome Tech are also very active in uh, uh, recovering Chrome. So you've got these dumps that have got Chrome in it. These people come in and recover it. He's working with them, but his company also trades, so he doesn't actually only beneficiate uh, these metals and minerals, but he then trades them. Internationally, and I'm going to keep my eye out uh, for Ruli de Seca, Soweto born, 33 year old. Uh, certainly, certainly. And then uh, the Labour Court this week tore a strip off the Department of Mineral Resources for irrationally bringing mines to a wasteful halt. You know, we've been worried about these Section 54 notices in the mines for a long time. The mines have particularly been worried about them, gold uh, uh, mining companies and platinum mining companies, because the inspectorate comes in and finds something faulty, says this is a safety hazard, and closes down the whole mine. But they do it in a way that would be similar to an infringement perhaps being found on a freeway. And uh, maybe the off-ramp at Empire Road has got a slightly little infringement. Something's happening there with potential danger for a crash. And what these inspectors do is they come in and they close down the whole freeway, as it were. So uh, if you if you do it in freeway sense, it would be closing down from Pretoria to Vereniging. That's what they do in these underground mines. People have been very concerned for a long time because we really need to earn our foreign exchange. You need to produce that gold. You need to export it. And they're holding all that up. So finally... Uh, one company has been brave enough to take this to the courts, and that is Anglo Gold Ashanti. Went through urgently the Labour Court, and the Labour judge took a look at this, and he said, Brother, you know, this is outside the bounds of rationality. 
and it's got to stop. And he was so harsh that he said, if, you know, the legal team had requested that the legal costs be paid not just by the Department of Mineral Resources, so the government and us, but if they had requested that these officials have to pay these legal costs in their personal capacity, he would have considered it because this is how out of line this region seems to be. Uh, it's the second time the courts have cautioned it, uh, and, and the, the, the Labor Court referred to that, saying, look, you haven't heeded the, the past warning. This is not good for safety. It's not good for anybody. It's, 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 uh, there's no circumstances existed to conclude that the entire mine was unsafe. Uh, so the punishment must fit you know, what you're trying to prevent. And my readings to the judge is that you're acting outside of the bounds of rationality. Now, this is what people have been thinking for a long time, and now a judge has put it into words. We don't know whether the Department of Mineral Resources is going to appeal this, uh, but uh, it's certainly the first uh, shot fired over the bow. Well, then uh, we're going to leave it there. Certainly an eye of, uh, that will keep on those developments because, as you said, it's the first one that has had the guts to go to court. Uh, so we'll see how this one develops, Martin. Thanks, Akina. Martin Kremer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. He'll be back with another edition of At the Coalface, same time next Friday.